wait no longer greatness has arrived welcome to the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i'm your host joseph aka mr badbit and it is here where me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest the greatest in all things playstation of course you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcast and on youtube at the trophy room show and if you like what you hear please consider dropping us a five-star review over on apple Podcasts. Or if you really, really like us, you can help support the show on patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is and whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Doing pretty good. Yeah? Pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I played a lot of games. Um, Getting my fingers stretched out for Returnal, which we'll learn a whole lot more about this episode. I'm very Mm -hmm, excited. mm -hmm. I'm very excited, too, because I've been also playing just a ton of games, but, like, on PlayStation Now, just being, just waiting. That's what I'm doing. Like, I'm I'm testing out games. I'm not really diving deep into them because I'm waiting for Returnal, you know? That's, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Everything I'm hearing is great. And we're about to hear more because Steve from Squad State is here. He got his hands on Returnal. I'm very excited. Steve... How are you, man? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you both so much for inviting me here. I'm excited to talk about Returnal. Um, yeah, it's just a pleasure to be on the podcast with you guys. Absolutely, absolutely. And Steve, I heard of you from our good friend Ryan Turford over at the Xbox Drive, which I don't know if y'all haven't listened, but go ahead listen to that podcast. They're great yeah. over there. Um, and he's a great guy. And when I was trying to find people with Returnal Codes um, to talk to y'all, because I'm really excited for this game... <laughs> Ryan was just like, Steve's your man. Steve is the guy. <laughs> Go reach out. And here we are. So thank you, Ryan, for the yeah, shout out. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Shout, shout out, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> all right. Let's not talk about too much. <laughs> <laughs> he's not on the show, so he can't be that great, right? <laughs> exactly. That's how I always feel about it. But, uh, Steve, who are you? Where do you come from? What do you do? Yeah, I'm I'm located in Toronto, Toronto, Canada. Um freelance writer for as you said squad state i'm also a podcast host on their on their podcast every monday on twitch and yeah i'm also writing for a couple of other outlets like iphone in canada console creatures i'm kind of a a hired mercenary if you will <laughs> in the video game and in the canadian video game industry anyway awesome. so yeah yeah again super stoked to be here yeah and i don't like want to like boost your ego or anything but from what i'm on of uh, what i'm aware of words um, you're on a, like a special Canadian like panel of some sort. It was announced today on Twitter. You and several so, other people. So that was for the judging panel for the Canadian Game Awards, which Ooh. happened. Time is time is relevant at this point, anyways. <laughs> but I think two weeks ago at this point, so mm-hmm. it already coming past. But yeah, they they just uh, created like this this thing for Twitter just to kind of showcase all the the judges who um, were on the committee and help put together the award show and uh, finalize the the winners. That's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. man. And How you... intense is something like that, Steve? Uh, Voting for like a game award show. It's a little stressful. I mean, yeah. you obviously have to put in your, your best effort and be unbiased as, as possible and everything. But yeah. I think specifically for the Canadian Game Awards, it's just a great opportunity to highlight canadian studios because whenever you talk about big game awards like jeff Keighley's, for instance 
you're not looking at where these studios from you're just looking at what they're putting out right mm-hmm. so being able to just segment the canadian studios and the canadian uh personalities as well is just a great opportunity but yeah it, it, it can be a little stressful but it's yeah. a great opportunity for me to to have been a part of are there any canadian studios that you feel don't get enough love that all the indie ones all the all, ones, all yeah, of them for yeah sure. <laughs> for sure because they're already on like an uphill battle right because mm-hmm. when you think Canada and video game studios, you're thinking Bioware, Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think of MDHR. Yes, Cuphead. <laughs> I want more go. Cuphead content. God, please, more Cuphead. Please. Where's Delicious Last co- Course? Come on. <laughs> Take your time, but at the same exact uh, yeah. time, sharpen those pencils. You know, get to work. <laughs> That's so awesome. I yeah i i i can't I can't imagine how stressful that it must be but also rooting for that game like if it was me it'd be like come on ghost of Tsushima. come on you got sure. this you know you were the best game of last year right kyle like there's you know you <laughs> get that thing that you, you kind of root for it's 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 really awesome really interesting that said gang we got a lot to talk about today and i mean a lot for example steve we're going to talk to steve about returnal his thoughts on the matter, how good the game is, it worth that 70 bucks. We're going to be talking about Sony investing in additional uh, PlayStation exclusives over the next year. We're going to talk about Last of Us Part 3. It's been outlined, but maybe it's not being made yet. Maybe it is. Who knows? Ratchet and Clank and PlayStation absolutely dominates the Dice Awards. But before we can get into all of that, I want to thank our patrons over at Patreon.com slash ps trophy room i want to thank our platinum uh producers todd burowitz and too soon i want to thank our gold members chaotic monkey gavin goffrey griffin west jose jimenez jedi master ren and metal kirby i want to thank our silver plus members hide indoors marcus o'neill oh it's just ray jb the purple monkey jadis von metal tim ulf and justin rodriguez thank you all so much for making this show happen all the things that happen behind the scenes, everything that you see in front of the screens, it's all because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. And we could not do any of this without your support. So if we ever got you through a long car ride, long day at work, wherever the case may be, it really does help us out. You toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Now, we usually start the show, Steve, with mm-hmm. time to square up the news, right? But I want to say that I think what's more important is what you've been playing. So, Steve, what you've been playing? A little game called Returnal from Housemark. <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of it. I, I mean, just a little bit. Just a tad. Just a yeah. scotch. But, so last week, like the internet kind of all of a sudden erupted with Returnal talk because everybody but us got review codes of this game mm-hmm. and started kind of talking about their early impressions of. Yep. So with that said, Kyle, let's start with the first question about Returnal, which is a story. Sure. Take it away, Kyle. 
This was uh, written in the Discord from TPR. And TPR writes, Yo, Kyle, Joe, and Steve. So it's obvious by this point that Returnal definitely has a narrative that harps on Selene's past before landing on this weird planet. And also Selene as a person. It got me thinking, what is your guys' preferred balance of implicit versus explicit storytelling? I'd say the complete implicit side of the spectrum is Bloodborne, where we have a few cutscenes, while other than that, it's the environment and item descriptions that lead the way. Whereas the complete explicit side, it's an Uncharted 4. The story unfolds before us and we observe. I personally would like to see some unavoidable explicit storytelling bits of Returnal, with the implicit ones scattered about in the midst of a run between the action. The first roguelite that caught my attention was Hades, and I stuck with it because of the continuing narrative. What are your guys' expectations for the storytelling in Returnal? Or, in Steve's case, what is the storytelling like in Returnal? Sure. Mm. Uh, and, of course, before I... I'm sorry. Cut you no, off, no, Steve. no, please. Yeah. Totally spoiler-free, of course. Just, you know, surface-level, that, that type of stuff. Go for it. Take it away. Well, no, I was going to say, why Why don't you gentlemen go first? Because, you know, if, yeah. I, if I start going into it, it kind yeah. of, you know, sets your expectations accordingly. <laughs> uh, for me, I would love... I would love a little bit of mix uh, of both. Like one of my favorite games of the past couple of years is Control. Mm. And while you do get a lot of storytelling stuff through cutscenes and narrative and spoken dialogue, there is a lot of lore in there on all the documents, the hundreds uh, of documents you can pick up and let you learn a little bit more about this world. So I love a little bit of both, but my one big issue, not issue, but worry about Returnal and Housemark is how are they going to weave into a story in a way that they haven't done before. So I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little worried about it. I've heard that mm-hmm. it's a lot of you interpreting what the story is throughout, um, which I don't think will hurt my enjoyment from it because I love playing Housemark games. I'm just mm-hmm. a little worried on the story side of things. Yeah. And I kind of like, for me, as long as the story is, or maybe even the world is interesting, um, I do like, you know, that that kind of uh, narrative like of Bloodborne where it's told through the items, it's told through the environment, it's told, yeah, here, there with some cutscenes, but it's kind of obscured uh, of, of what it is and kind of up to your interpretation as well in certain points. So for me, it doesn't matter how the story is told. It just has to be interesting the way it hooks me. So, you know, without going too heavy, what is what is the Returnal story like? Is it more like the control or is it more like, a bloodborne it's leaning more towards bloodborne i i feel which in my opinion was good i do like that just like you i love going through the lore the items and just piecing things together and that's exactly what returnal is is getting those like little droplets of stories just parsing through each level and part of the way they they do that is you come across like audio diaries you know your standard fare mm-hmm. in it basically like any game, um, but they're not told um, chronologically, if you will. Like you actually have to like piece things together that maybe maybe you got a little bit hour one and then you got to piece it together with something you discovered in hour 10. And then, so and then it all starts to make sense. You're like, oh, okay, I can yeah. put those two things together. And now I have like a bigger whole, a bigger piece of this puzzle. So it's kind of like Memento in that, that kind of aspect. Yeah, yeah, I like that comparison. It's not, it's not one to one, but yeah, right. kind of. That's awesome. Right. And do you feel like the story is compelling enough that make you go like, oh, let me, 
this audio book or whatever, this this thing I found in, in hour two, am I interested still by hour six of what that thing is, parsing the pieces together? It, it's all subjective. I mean, I think what Housemark did really well here is put together a fantastic sci- deep sci-fi story with mm. sci-fi a sci-fi backdrop as well so if you're invested in that genre like if you're invested in alien the franchise i think you're gonna i think you're gonna get that uh, carrot at the end of the stick and be like okay i'm gonna follow this all the way through nice Ooh, yeah you sold me at aliens i'm already i'm already (laughs) into this kyle is there any other questions about the story you'd like to talk about Uh, i'm just trying to think oh uh how does the because we've seen from trailers, mm-hmm. you're, you're running through, and yeah, you might be picking up audio logs here and there. But it seems at some point in the story, you're going to go first person. And like without spoiling right. anything, does that switch from third person to first person? Is that jarring? Does it is it more intriguing uh, of seeing like how they're telling the story in a first person perspective all of a sudden? The decision itself is kind of strange. Sure. Only because it's, I think it's meant to. It's meant to be kind of unsettling. So, again, it's not, it's not a spoiler or anything. It's all stuff we've seen in the trailer. You come across these houses inexplicably on this alien planet, and it all kind of ties back to Celine, who's the protagonist, her mm-hmm. past before she landed on this planet. And as you walk through the door, yeah, the, the perspective changes to first person, and it becomes like this PT esque environment. Ooh. Like, it, it's unavoidable. Unavoidable. You're walking down a hallway in a house. Yeah. First thing you think of PT. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it becomes kind of unnerving because you're so used to having that third person perspective. I think mm-hmm. it works. I think you do get a little again little pieces of that story through those segments. But yeah, it is jarring at the at the same time. Not in a bad way. I'm not. Sure. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining about it. It. But it it throws you off. Okay. Yeah. That's a, yeah. The great great catch there, Kyle. That is something that I you, you see it in the trailers and you just kind of like oh yeah that's a thing that exists <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah well it awesome. was so funny the first time we saw it in the trailer I was like this has to be like a troll they yeah. have to just be catering to the PT lovers of the world and they're like mm-hmm. this isn't gonna make it into the game this is just like a nod or something no it's it's there it's awesome. yeah. For a That's brief awesome. second, I thought it was like a VR mode. I'm like, oh my god! Oh sure, <laughs> that <laughs> oh, would <boy>. be <laughs> that would be absolutely nuts. Now, I want to talk about the sounds and the haptics of sure. Returnal because we've been hearing a lot about that. Um, if y'all follow Blessing Aliota Junior., um, mm-hmm. he put out a tweet talking about just the rain and how it hits the controller, how you hear it from the controller. Um, Hita writes in, and I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Let me know. Tweet at us. I'll get it right. I'll get it right. You know me, dumb, dumb brains and pronunciations. I can't do it. My brain's too dumb. I can't do it. Uh, How, they write in, how does the sound design in this game and soundtrack and sound effects, how are they? So, you know, could you speak a little bit to that? How, how How does the environment sound to you, you know, going through this mysterious and like haunting planet? So if you're just playing it on your television without a headset, it's coming through your speakers. I don't think it's anything to to write home about. I'll be totally mm-hmm. honest. Uh, even the soundtrack, when I was uh, beginning to write my finalized review and all that, there was nothing that completely stood out to me. Mm. That being said, though, if you have the Pulse 3D headphones with the 3D audio, game changer. Like yeah. That's a next level piece of immersion um, that I don't think I... I 
commonly see in video games. Like putting those on, you can then pinpoint where the enemy is in like a 360 degree angle. You can hear, like you can pinpoint if an enemy is above you, below you, to your left, right, all that. The rain, yeah, the ambiance of each different biome in the game just sounds different. But I think that's all lost if you're playing just through regular speakers. So if you if you have the means and you you can have access to those headphones, definitely try it out because it's it, really cool. It was the one thing I was I was wondering about because PlayStation Sound like those each game the sound design of, of each is just amazing, like world class. Mm-hmm. I don't think it gets topped by anyone, and that's where I'll put the fanboy hat on. I truly believe that. That said, when I heard the composer of Midsummer was you know, was behind the the composition here. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm definitely like, I'm definitely <laughs> listening to this thing with headphones because the way that they they told or, or or went through each environment or every scene in that movie was haunting in the most subtle ways. And I was like, right. what a what a perfect uh, kind of marriage between projects for the, for this game and that composer. My question here for you, uh, going back to haptics how do how do the haptics work how do the adaptive triggers work so you guys have played astrobot playstation 5 i'm sure Mm -hmm. a lot of the listeners have everyone was blown away by it you know the haptics and uh the adaptive triggers this one out out does it honestly yeah Yeah. um just like you you touched on like uh blessings blessings video that he put out once you experience that that section of like going through the level, you feel the raindrops. It's so subtle that I didn't even notice it the first time I was going through it, but it wasn't until I put my controller down and it was vibrating. I was like, why is it vibrating? Like there's no enemies attacking me or anything like that. And then I discovered like you can feel the the raindrops hitting you and you can feel the attacks. Like everything has that extra level of, of immersion. Like when mm-hmm. you're firing a weapon, it feels responsive. And that's not only because of the the adaptive triggers, it's because of the haptics. That, so I, I think this game takes advantage of really the whole console and wow. its hardware. Like whether it's loading times, whether it's performance, I, I, I really think that Housemark what is the first studio that we've seen to do all the like check off all the boxes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now would you like to tell Joe that he needs the haptics on it at full blast here? Because he turns them down. Really? Other games. I got How dumb, come? dumb old man hands. So, so do sometimes, I. <laughs> sometimes I get like I get carpal tunnel. Like you can listen in yeah. closely, you can hear my wrist crack. Like I'm breaking down, so I put it to media. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll turn it up. I'll turn it up, Kyle. All right. Right. Give it, a, give it a shot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> the one thing that I want to also touch on is the adaptive triggers. So you mm-hmm. you sold me on this whole haptics thing. That's nuts. Like, yeah. I can't wait. The triggers though. I, I hear like you press something halfway, you press the trigger halfway oh, yeah. down, and it's a special alt fire. Does is that with like every weapon? Is that every weapon? Is it gimmicky? Does it get gimmicky gimmicky at all? Or no, like, I I don't think so. It's a little jarring because it's essentially introducing you to a brand new button. If that makes sense, something okay. you're not used to, right? So yeah, you pull. So essentially, you can hip fire the entire time you're playing in the third person perspective and all that. But when you pull down halfway, you'll feel that tension. And uh, Celine will essentially like bring up the crosshairs of whatever gun you're using. If you go all the way down, it essentially kicks in the alt fire, like you said, and it it's just a new 
method for that gun to put out a massive damage output it's on a cooldown so you can't just spam it making yeah. the game easier but i i love the mechanic i thought it was a really cool feature and again it just goes back to how smart just using the hardware that they have access to and just using it really smartly that's awesome yeah uh, Another way go for that Housemark uses, or, or in the history of Housemark, like I'm thinking of Super Stardust, and I'm thinking sure. of um, Resogun. The big thing was like, look at all the voxels on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't it pretty? All the effects and whatnot. And from the trailers, it it seems like a natural progression, and all the ammo, the the attacks from the enemies look yeah. bright and colorful. But my question is, does it ever get to be too much on the screen? Because sometimes, like, I, I played uh, a game Thumper because of the play at okay. home initiative yep. thing. And I found my eyes to, like, hurt after maybe 20 minutes because there was so much going on the screen, very bright. and Sure. So I'm just wondering, like, is it is it too much visually at times? Not too much. I think that okay. they do a good job contrasting those really bright colors with in all, the, all those that you're seeing in the trailer are in, like, the first biome, and they do a good job of contrasting those bright colors with the okay. darker environments and stuff like that. Once you start progressing, you get you, you get away from that a little bit. There are more muted sure. tones and stuff. Um, but in terms of, like, everything being on screen, there's only been a couple times when I've experienced so much in the area and on screen that it affects the, the frame rates just sure. a tiny bit, going mm-hmm. from, like, 60 down. Um, not Nothing game-breaking or anything like that. But no, I, I haven't experienced like fatigue because of the okay. overwhelming experience. So okay. I hope that's that's across the board with everyone so they can. Yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. It. yeah. The one thing that I forgot to ask is I'm a big dum dum. Uh, how's the performance? Because I believe, if I'm not wrong, Gwendolyn Christie, um, the Game of Thrones actress, also Captain Phasma in Star Wars, she is the main character of Celine. If I'm not wrong, how how Celine's performance? Oh, really? In this game? I didn't know that. I don't believe that. Am I her. wrong? Okay, yeah, I believe it's a different idiot. voice. <laughs> I believe it's a different voice actor. Okay. Um, the name is escaping me right now. Uh, she's good. Yeah. The thing is that, that she's a character Anne that doesn't... Byer. Sorry? And Bayer? And Bayer? Bayer, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Just I wish I could edit that out because I feel foolish. <laughs> <laughs> Don't honestly, be, it's fine. Honestly, at first glance, it kind of does absolutely look like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. look like her but um yeah it's a good performance the character itself isn't that exciting in a way that makes you feel like oh this is like aloy or something like that she's a more academic character more inquisitive she approaches the subject of like being on this alien planet in a very academic way she's trying to discover like what's going on here um mm. in a very studious fashion so it it's not she, her character is not bombastic, but I think that she does have an interesting narrative, backstory, everything like that. So I, I think people will be pleasantly surprised by the character of Celine. Yeah, that's awesome. And last but not least, let's get to the gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk difficulty, really. So yeah. I've seen a lot of previews, uh, a lot of people talking vaguely about how the hard, how hard this game gets later on. I know death is a mechanic in this game. But yep. is this game a little bit too daunting? Is this game a little bit too difficult? I hear, you know, Souls-like. I hear Bloodborne. I hear Dark Souls-esque difficulty. We joked a little bit prior that we're going to have yep. this conversation all over again <laughs> once I this review it. goes live. I uh, believe it. By the time your your audience is listening to this, that I have a feeling this discussion is already going to be happening on social media. Yeah. But, yeah, Boiling it down, it is a difficult game, and I think it's really important that people understand that 
going into it because i do feel like some of that difficulty is lost when you just watch a trailer you don't really understand if all roguelike if you have experience with a roguelike to begin with i I think there is a learning curve here when you talk about difficult games like soulsborne games for instance and compare Mm -hmm. it to this i think aspects of bloodborne make it easier than returnal because you do have that grind in returnal when you die you lose essentially everything with the exception of a few weapons you or a few items you gain along the way so i i do feel like people are going to be turned off by this game because Mm. of its difficulty there is no setting there is no easy mode in this it's you get what what it is and you just have to power through i will say though it's balanced i Mm -hmm. never feel like it's the game's treating me in an unfair way i i'm always encouraged to go for that neck I'm incentivized all the time to say, okay, well, I screwed up this run. I'm going back in. Right. And, and, and that's the thing that always pulls me back in is it's that gameplay loop. No matter how hard it is, I'm always enticed to go back. That's all. Here. I like a good challenge. I think of this, when I think about this game, I think of games like Dead Cells, and Dead Cells is one of my most beloved sure. games of yep. last generation. Now, last but not least, unless Kyle, you want to jump in, you got any other questions? Yeah, real quick, I wanna I wanna correct. It's not Anne Byer. I think is Celine's name mm-hmm. or something. One article, like her face actress, uh, or was maybe. Okay. but uh, she's voiced by an actress named Jane Perry. Okay, from Hitman. Oh, really? Her? That's right, Diana Diana, Diana Burnwood. Burnwood. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Jane Perry. That's it. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so yeah. But I, I always like to ask when we have a guest on uh, talking about a game that they played is, uh, we're in the trophy room. So how's that trophy list, Steve? Is it doable? Am I going to not get it like Demon Souls or the tro? Oh, like the platinum? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit tough. It's, okay. It's kind of tough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. That's fair. I like. I like a good challenge. You know me. Same. So yeah, step, yeah. step up to the plate. Let, let's see. Okay. I, I, I'm gonna try and go for it. That. Well, I love trophies, so I'll right, cycle like, like that. <laughs> is there is there like such a thing? Well, there is no difficulty, so there's no play it again on hard mode. But does is there a trophy like you have to replay it from start to finish again? I'd have Do to go think? back through it. I don't okay. believe so. That's okay. good. I think it's music to my yeah. ears. Yeah, new game. I plus. could be wrong. Don't quote me on that one. Sure. Uh, okay. I, I only took a look at it briefly when when uh, XO phase. Okay. That's it. fair. That's cool. fair. Cool. All right, gang. Oof. We got through it all. It's I'm very it's I sound I sound I well I feel very promised. Like this is everything I wanted in this game. The last we were question worried. though. We were worried. We were worried. We were we didn't know what we were in for a couple months ago. We were like, why isn't Sony talking about this game? But now mm-hmm. sure. we, we've talked a whole lot about this game. The question that's on everybody's mind is this game worth seventy bucks? Or for you in Canadian bucks, it's like ninety, right? It's like closer to ninety, yeah, yeah, seventy oh. to ninety. <laughs> I know. Is it is it <laughs> is it worth the full price tag? Again, I think it all goes back to the conversation of do you know what you're getting yourself into? If you're buying this on a whim, I again, I think that you might be disappointed with this game. If you love Housemark, if you're craving a new challenging experience, yes, mm. uh, I'll I'll say that. I, I think that Housemark was very ambitious with this game. It it's delivering a triple A experience that has tinges of like an indie property. 
I I do think that it's worth the the seventy to ninety dollar investment, and it it should be treated more as a triple A game based on the quality. Right. In that regard, yeah. Nice. Awesome. I'm hoping that with this game, it opens the door where we get like roguelites are now like bigger than sure. indies. Like I love roguelites and I love indie games that use that mechanic, but I would love to see a game like this spark yeah. other big games that also use roguelike mechanics. Like mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. I actually think Jedi Master Ren asked a question like that. Do you think this opens the door for uh bigger games to take a, a roguelike or roguelite uh um genre? Do you do you think that this this could start something on the AAA scale or do you think this is just unique to uh to Housemark and, and Returnal? Honestly, I think if that conversation is happening, it's happening because of Hades. Yeah, that's fair. That's one hundred. I think it's already. If a studio is even considering it, it started last year when yeah. Hades took off. That's fair. I think this is just gonna is gonna strengthen that argument when mm-hmm. they're sitting in a boardroom saying, oh, "Okay, are we actually gonna do this?" Well, Housemark's doing it, so why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, thank you so much for that review. No, that that, that that talk rather, because I'm really I was already sold. I, I'm very now, oof, like I could breathe easy, you know. This is... I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what you guys think when you, when you guys start playing it uh, yeah. later this week. Yeah, we will be playing it on Friday noon EST time over on the Trophy Room Twitch uh, channel. Link down below for that. Link down below for Steve's uh, review on Returnal and all of Steve's stuff. With that, Kyle and Steve, that's what you've been playing. That's a huge. It's, it's a huge what you've been playing for sure. But it's about time we square up the news, Kyle. I'm, I'm laughing because I didn't think this was a real site. So my apologies. Josh <laughs> Colson from The Gamer. Sony to invest an additional $183 million into PlayStation exclusives over the next year. PlayStation has been big on exclusives for a while now, and their continued success alone is proof that it is set to continue. In fact, as discussed by Sony CFO Hiroki Totoki this week, the plan going forward is to invest even more money in PlayStation's in-house projects. During a call with investors, Totoki revealed Sony plans to up its investment in that area by $183 million over the coming year. Quote, We intend to increase development personnel and other in-house costs by approximately 20 billion yen, or 183 million, year on year, as we further strengthen our in-house software, Totoki revealed via VGC. This comes off the back of Sony publishing its financial report for the tax year ending in March 2021. As you might expect from a year that included the launch of the PS5, the numbers were very good. In addition to the story, Jeff Grubb writes, PlayStation First Party had Miles Morales, Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Demon's Souls, and more in 2020, but SIA expects even more revenue from first party games in 2021. Does that mean more surprise PS5 first party releases this year? Question mark, question mark, intrigue. Mm. Also, I did not know the gamer existed either. Shout out to Nibel, <laughs> uh that, that came out with that tweet. So I want to throw this over to you, Steve, because Kyle and mm-hmm. I have talked a lot about this during the past year of like, how is Sony going to go up against uh, Microsoft in the way of we see Microsoft buy out all these different types of developers, go out there, publish or, or sorry, uh, purchase Bethesda. They've been making these really big deals to help expand their studios. When you see an investment like this from Sony to PlayStation, 
Um, what are your make of it? What is Sony's approach? Do you think it's investing in maybe multiple studios? Is it maybe a purchase of smaller studios like a housemark? Um, what do you see Sony's future at the moment? I think it's just business as usual for them, to be yeah. totally honest. Uh, I think don't don't fix what's not broken, you know? Yeah. They, they're, they're winning selling feature right now is games, and they're doing it very well as, you know, evident by what... What Jeff Grubb said, Miles Morales, Last of Us, Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima, Demon Souls, Upcoming Returnal, all that stuff. And right now, for the imminent future, I'm like, well, is there even a rush to put out solid first-party games when no one can get the console? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, granted, we have Returnal, we have Ratchet and Clank on, on the horizon, but when you're, when you're looking past that, there's not too much. And I don't think that there's an immediate need for much more than that until more consoles are available to people. I mean, they just came out and said, hey, we've sold 7.8 million PS5s in the middle of a pandemic, and we have outsold the PS4 with that type of number. It seems like manufacturing, I mean, it doesn't seem like it is, manufacturing just cannot keep up the pace with consumer demand of, uh, on this. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I'm definitely there with you. This kind of, for me, screams business as usual this is just them giving them a little bit more allowance to go out there and you know talk to firewalk studios about whatever uh haven you know make those type mm. of partnerships because for so you know for for playstation they don't have to go out there and expand because what they got is working right now you know that said kyle when i hear jeff grubb talk or, or tweet rather saying, listen, they expect a bigger return from this year. And last year we had Last of Us Part II, Ghost of Tsushima, Demon Souls, Miles Morales. Do you think Jeff Grubb is hinting at something here? Do you think that there is something over the horizon that we're not that we're not thinking about? Do you really think like something like Ragnarok's actually coming out this year? I mean, I'm banking on it, and I'm hoping so, because I want it. Uh, also, it's in my fantasy video game Critic League against yeah. you, so I'm hoping so. Um, but I don't think we need it. Okay. And I, even without it, I still think that statement might become true, because Ratchet is huge. Yeah. Everyone that owns a PS5 is going to buy Ratchet. Returnal, I think the the... The diehard PlayStation fans or, or, and people who listen to this show are going to buy Returnal. I don't know if everyone's going to rush out to the store on Friday and pick it up. But a game like Ratchet that kids can play, families, adults, grown men like me that want to play it day one and platinum it as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, that's going to sell like gangbusters. In addition to Horizon, which is one of, if not, well, not if not last of us and uncharted are but like a top three franchise and ip in playstation if that comes out september october that thing's gonna sell huge yeah. as the holiday game for for sony so i think just with those two combined uh they're gonna make a ton of money and they have universal appeal like ghost of Tsushima was new demon souls everyone knows is super hard the, the best one on there as far as like a sales point is Miles Morales because it's Spider-Man. Yeah. Even Last of Us, it's it's a darker game. It had all that controversy before mm -hmm. it was released. But I think Ratchet and Horizon, the, the double combo right there is pretty powerful. A lot of, a lot of games of those two are going to be sold. Yeah, and I think when 
we look at like they expect a bigger year i think that's also because they're selling this hardware <laughs> right sure. they're, they're selling yeah, a 400 500 thing coupled with yeah people are going to continue to buy miles morales people are going to go out there and buy ratchet and clank Kyle, what you said is spot on my brother is just like hey do you see ratchet and, that ratchet and clank like commercial that that thing looks dope and i'm like yeah and returnal's coming out in two days and he's just like what and we both own ps5 so like mm -hmm. there is that universal appeal that ratchet has and you know i i saw when when we we're going to talk about it later is everybody referring to it as a pixar movie you know and so that has that universal kind of reaction of of of, of positivity no matter what age you are um and so yeah i think with the current lineup that they have with Ghost of Tsushima still selling as well as it has in, in Last of Us, that I think it's the previous catalog and then some is going to bolster uh, the sales of, or, or the sales projections of the uh, PlayStation, or sorry, the PlayStation brand. So yeah, this is this is overall really great news. Um, but I want to go to you, Steve, one last, because mm -hmm. I forgot to ask this to you. Do you think, uh, f glimmer in your eye, a hope, that there is something secretive that PlayStation's holding out on? Or do you think that this is just, yeah, more business as usual, Sony just to continuing to crush it? Do you think that there's something that, you know, we may not know that's actually coming out this year? I read this question, or I read, you know, Jeff Grubb's uh, statement here and the question at the end, and I, it kind of read to me like he was asking that himself, not as a, a hint or a nod to mm -hmm. people reading, but like he was genuinely curious because what i when i think about it i'm like who's left who yeah who could be potentially working on something that's a first party that could viably get something out this year because i'm not even to be honest i'm not even 100 convinced that horizon's coming out this year mm. we all know production delays because of sure. covid and all that sony's just been quiet overall but yeah. especially quiet regarding horizon so yeah when i think about what kind of surprises from first party studios i don't know yeah. maybe maybe uh it's escaping my mind but the the last of us part two multiplayer that's also on yeah. kyle's fantasy game critic so yeah, i have it's... to read against it <laughs> <laughs> I have to say nay to it. I also think <laughs> the one thing that that I, I think I, I I blanked on is the how many and I'll be at like smaller and indie-ish you know, games, but like you know we got like Sifu out there. We have Kina, and mm -hmm. Kina uh, has a lot of Kina. eyes on it. So I yeah. think that, yeah, the second party deals maybe is what he may be alluding to, or. or maybe is is the thing on, on on the roadmap that we don't quite see yet but it's awesome to see and you know playstation plus continuing to kill it they just announced that it's up to 47 million a growth of almost 15 percent. so like playstation's looking good and as much doom and gloom there has been over the past few weeks there has been a lot of hope in the past two weeks of no no, no everybody ship was not on fire we're just overreacting so you know, I, I'm I'm pretty hopeful. That's also Kyle. not to mention LV the show just came out, and that's a first party studio. That's that's a great yeah. point. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of money that's coming into that game. Absolutely. For, as far as like buying stubs for Baseball. the Diamond Dynasty thing. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and it's on maker. another platform. It's on Game Pass. So yeah, you're right. Maybe just that alone could help 
boost those numbers up in a big big way i heard someone go i because i didn't have to pay for this game i spent a hundred bucks in stubs yes yeah. and i'm yeah. like you're a <laughs> lunatic but i put some money right. into subs i got i got the fever a little bit <laughs> you got the fever. i got it i got the fever <laughs> right. but like a hundred bucks worth I refuse to say how much. <laughs> I'm a little ashamed of okay. how much money I put into it, but it's it's that feeling of it's, it's a baseball game. It's yeah. one of my favorite games year in year out. American and pastime. Combined with the fact that you can't get real cards in the store because scalpers keep buying them out, Pokemon and sports cards, like sure. it's giving me that feel. So sure. that's why I put some extra money in there. Listen, I am also ashamed of how much money I've spent in Fortnite. So I feel you. But honestly, yeah. Fortnite, you make a zombie kills skin in there. I got some I got some I got some V Bucks. Right? Oh, yeah. I don't way. play Fortnite, but I will get that skin. Damn. Toss it. Your yeah. way. Epic. Free money right there. Kyle, here's a new story that you're going to be very excited for. Me, I'm kinda of whelmed. Joe scrambles over at IGN writes, The Last of Us Part Three has a plot, but it's not being made yet. Naughty Dog has written a story outline for The Last of Us Part 3, but is it making the sequel right now? Creative director Neil Druckmann says he hopes it can, quote, one day see the light of day, end quote. Speaking on an episode of the Script Apart podcast about the writing of The Last of Us Part 2, Druckmann touched briefly on the possibility of a sequel. Quote, I don't know how much I want to reveal. Co-writer Haley Gross and I did write an outline for a story that we're not making, but I hope one day can see the light of day. That explores a little bit what happens after this game. We'll see, end quote. It seems that Naughty Dog is currently exploring what to do next. Quote, after we finish one of our big titles, Druckmann explained, we take a long time to explore different ideas, whether it's going to be Last of Us 3, whether it's something new, whether there's some old franchise franchise we want to go back to. I like to fully explore all of those. Then look at, like, okay, we have all of these ideas in front of us. As a studio, what do we want to commit to? Because it's a huge commitment. Monetary, time, passion, talent. So you think about all the opportunity costs that come with that, end quote. Okay. This is a pretty big quote. I don't know if this is the biggest deal in the world to me, but I remember, I think maybe this interview is a reaction to the Jason Schreier piece a bit. Uh, Jason Schreier was also on uh, the MinMax podcast, and he talked about how, yeah, there was supposed to be DLC for The Last of Us Part Two. That didn't happen. That they are in this weird flux of what Naughty Dog is going to do next. Um, that said, Kyle, I'll go to you here first. What do you want Naughty Dog to do next? When you hear that they have a story out there, they mm -hmm. don't know if they want to tell it, but they got it outlined, they got it plotted. Do you want them to go back to The Last of Us Part Three? Do you want this studio to go in a different direction? I would love Naughty Dog to do a new IP first. Um, and just the fact that they have an outline for this game, I'm not expecting this for many years still because mm. the same thing was um said i forgot where the interview was uh with neil mm. but i believe at like as soon as last of us part one was wrapping up and it was in people's hands he sat down with troy and was like listen i know where part two is going i have an idea for part two i have an outline so and that still was years later until we got part two mm. so i i think it's kind of cool that they have an outline and they, and they know what they want the story to kind of be like. Um, I appreciate that thinking that far ahead, even though I'll say again, I don't think we need a part three. I'm happy with the way part two 
well, happy in quotation marks. Like, I'm happy with <laughs> the experience we got from yes. part two, at least from me. Um, but we don't need a part three, but I'll gladly play it whenever it comes out. But I do want a new IP. I want them to... I really want them to make a space game, man. I really want Naughty Dog to tackle space. I think that would be so spectacular, visually stunning, and just a ton of fun to play. That's what I want from them. Steve, would you want to see a Jack and Daxter game? What this studio has done? Because when they talk about revisiting classics or revisiting franchises, I don't think of Uncharted. I do think of Jack and Daxter. I'll be honest, I don't really want that. I'm with Kyle here. I want I want them to do space would be awesome. I also want them to do that uh, that superhero game. I want them to, to commit Ooh. to like what they were teasing with those cards. Like just go yeah. just oh go God, all yes. in on that. Um, yeah. yeah, honestly, and I, I I read this news and the first thing I said was, well, yeah, duh. I mean, yeah. obviously, you don't yeah. you don't make a super successful game that has an open ending and say, well. Maybe we'll one day revisit this. No, you yeah. immediately start drafting, you know, little outlines and stuff like that. Yeah. If this ever comes out, or I'm assuming it will at one point, I'm not banking on this coming out until the end of the PlayStation 5 generation. Keep it in tow with what's happened uh, sure. with, with the rest of the series. I don't think we need it. I, I'm kind of with you, Kyle. Truth be told, I didn't think we needed Part 2 to begin with. Also, mm-hmm. I thought part mm-hmm. Last of Us was definitively a great game. But I appreciate part two, and I'm sure I'll appreciate part three if they have a good story. Same. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, I, Uncharted, or sorry, Uncharted, Last of Us uh, Part One. It was my favorite game of all time for so many, for so many years, and is the game that I go to when people are like, oh, "You're not a what is a video game? It's silly, right? It's a jump man on a stick." Like, I don't do that. I always show them the Last of Us Part Two. Or sorry, uh, Part One's beginning intro. For me, um, I I want them to take a break from The Last of Us. I think we kind of love, not not to say, and when I talk about The Last of Us, if it feels negative. I really do love Part Two. I think it's a great game. I prefer it more than Uncharted One. But at the same exact time, we need a break. <laughs> I cannot go through it. Neil, look at me. I can't do this again. <laughs> Give me a five to seven year break, man. I yeah. can't go on this journey it's so much. Yeah. So I had a list. What, what was the number of how many times I cried? Do you remember? It was like thirty something times in part two. I'd stab a dude playing. in the neck and he'd plead for his best friend. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it was gross. It's a lot. It was gross. Yeah, I had to shoot like dogs of bombs out of their chest, yeah. Kyle. It was not. Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel much for him. That's surprisingly enough for me. But it's an emotional game, so I would want them to go. Do something else. Like I was thinking, Jack and Daxter. And I know someone gave a shit of like, stop, stop saying reprising these these old franchises of old. But like something in that vein of like, this is something cartoonish. It's something totally opposite of what this bleak existence is. Sure. The devs need it more than anything. But at the same exact time, yeah, you look at a Jack and Daxter, you're like, oh, what? No, I, I I think they're kind of they're past that point in their in their development that they don't need to go. To the to the well, I think, yeah. Let's do a space game. Let's let's do something where it is not grounded, like uh, you know, The Last of Us is, or based in somewhat reality that Uncharted is, and let's let them be a little, a little weird. So yeah, I'm right there with you. Though it's 
been plotted. I don't think you're Disney with the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. You have an idea here of where this this story's headed. I just want that team to take a break because I know how much of a heavy game that is. And just mm-hmm. thinking about if you're the, a developer there and your whole job that entire week is to animate a knife going into a guy's throat. <laughs> it's like, that's taken a lot out of you. So yeah, I, I want them to kind of recharge their creative batteries and in an interesting way for sure. And I, I do think that leans towards or it leads towards a new IP because yeah. you mentioned Jack and Daxter. I don't know if Sony wants two family-friendly platforming games out of sure. two of their PlayStation Studios with Ratchet and, and Jack and Daxter. Yeah, so, and, and they could go back to Uncharted. I mean, I'm on the side of things. I wouldn't hate that, especially with the way 4 ended with a new protagonist. But I, I just think, why not add to a long list of new fresh IPs that Sony's making like gorilla did with horizon and sure. insomniac with Spidey and just do something brand new. So now you have three games you can hop back and forth, three franchises you can go back and forth between. I definitely would like to see them do a multiplayer game. Oh yeah. Factions is fantastic. That's yeah. the one multiplayer game that sucked me in. Cause I don't play multiplayer, Steve, Yeah, but okay. factions when I play great, when I went for the Platinum in the first game last summer before 2 came out, I got sucked into that mode and played it <laughs> nonstop for days. It's so good. Yeah, I would like to see because, you know, a lot of people overlook, I think, those multiplayer experiences because they're really great. Like Uncharted 2's multiplayer, some of they're my great. favorite multiplayer. Force like, is pretty great, too. Yeah, like Last of Us uh, Remastered, that multiplayer was fantastic. Like, yeah, uh, Fractions is, is what, or, or Factions, it's fantastic. And... Uh, maybe that's what the, the the next project is is kind of like that multiplayer DLC. But honestly, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. Uh, that said, gang, I don't know if you hear it outside. There's a thunderstorm happening. Ooh! Uh-oh. So yay! <laughs> you heard it too, Steve. So <laughs> all the way, yeah, Toronto. <laughs> yeah. So let me say, Poseidon may may make their reveal here on the show rather shortly. That said, Kyle, we got some flash yeah. news. That is absolutely freaking exciting. Take it yeah. away. Uh, Joe Scrubbles at IGN writes, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart State of Play coming this week, and new protagonist gets a name. Sony has announced the Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart State of Play broadcast for this Thursday, April 29th. Insomniac has also revealed the name of the game's mysterious new female Lombrax protagonist, Rivet. The State of Play broadcast will include 15 minutes of new gameplay from the upcoming PS5 exclusive and begins at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and 10 p.m. UK time. That's April 30th at 7 a.m. AEST. We also get a short new cinematic gameplay trailer to tide us over. The most famous Seamus I have ever met in my whole entire life, and now you're live, writes in. So, we now know the name of the female Lombax in Ratchet and Clank, her name, Rivet, voiced by the always amazing Jennifer Hale. My question is, where are your hype levels for this game, and what do you hope to see from Rivet's gameplay to differentiate it from Ratchet's? Steve, I'm going to go to you on this one. You mentioned it earlier. This new trailer popped. It yeah. blew my mind. Where where were you on the day the hype new levels? Ratchet trailer is at? Yeah. <laughs> I'm up there. Hype levels, I'm at a solid 8.59 right mm. now. Consistently, to be honest, since I, I saw the first gameplay of this game, I, I think what Insomniac is doing is it's unreal. I think it's going to be utilizing the, the hardware itself. 
For the question of what do I hope to see from Rivet, I think that's really interesting because Ratchet and Clank has never been a franchise I have expectations for. It's always been something I've passively just waited for. Mm. I, I feel like Insomniac has proven themselves to be a very worthy studio to begin with, but especially with that IP, I don't. I'm gonna let them tell me what they they want to do with this character <laughs> and how how it will be different from Ratchet. To be honest, so. Yeah. I, I don't know the first thing about what they could do differently, but I'm excited to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Let's say you, Kyle. Like, I, oh, man. This game looks beautiful. It looks Gorgeous. fantastic. Where's your yeah. hype? Where's your hype? Oh, all t- at, at max capacity. It's been, it, it's never wavered yeah. when it's come to this game. From, from first reveal at the PS5 reveal event and every single thing we've seen since then. Um, it's at an all-time high. I love a good platformer. I love Ratchet and Clank. Mm. Um, so, like, I can't believe that I didn't pick up on Rivet. Like that just makes so much sense because she uses right. a hammer. Yeah. Like that just duh. Um, and we see a little bit of how she plays in the trailer. Like she's like phasing and doing like a sidestep and phasing through. Like so, if she's like quicker and more agile than Ratchet is as far as like evasion t- uh, techniques, that would be super cool. And just seeing just how, like, without even playing it, right? You can see how this game takes advantage of the PS5, like, mm. in that trailer. Like, Rivet walks up to that crystal, smacks it, and loads a brand new world right in front of your eyes. Yeah. No little floaty circle thing on the bottom corner that says it's loading in or no real stutter. It's just, it just happens. So yeah. I am so excited. And I think, she, doesn't she also, like, wall run and stuff, too? I believe like so. Like in the trailer? Yeah. So, I like, so, yes. Yeah. I, I think she's going to be a faster version of Ratchet, and that, that opens up a, a, a lot of lot of doors, I think. Yeah. I, and I'm right there with all you guys. I have no... Ratchet and Clank is a game that I just jump in, and I'm just... I got no thoughts in my head of what this game could be. I know what it is. It's going to be, like, this joke of capitalism <laughs> run amok <laughs> in this galaxy. And I'm just kind of here for, for you know, the, the, the humanoid-looking animals. Um, but... I think Seamus, when he asked this, I was like, "Oh shit!" I even think about because Rivet can't be just a reskin Ratchet, right? Like she she has a robotic arm. You do see in the trailer her phase into multiple, uh, like being like multiple herself and then collapsing back into herself. Like you did see what could be, I think, a awesome character that zips in and out of combat, like using that helmet, uh, helmet, uh, hammer in a more um, I guess personal way of like you zip it in there beating people with with your you know augmented fists or, or hammer and then like zipping out of uh out of the action like you could be a much more I guess close range uh character than maybe a ratchet could be but I'm really interested of how yeah those weapons speak to her and at the same exact time how they're going to use these two characters like can I use a can I use rivet in a ratchet level? Can I use ratchet in a rivet level? Those are the things I'm kind of thinking about, mm. you know, because I would love it to like, if I wanted to, I could just play the whole game as rivet. Or if I wanted to play the whole game as ratchet, once I'm done with the first playthrough. Um, right. Yeah. It's, it's awesome to see that. Yeah. Boys and girls are going to have a really, two really cool characters to look up to the voice acting. Sur- I was surprised. Jennifer Hill is top notch. So, uh, Steve, I'll go to you first. Yeah. W- what are your thoughts on Jennifer Hale? 
the coming I mean, with it. Come on, that's awesome. What yeah. a great get for this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, I'm like, how did she get a voice like that? It's just pure talent. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's it's unremarkable. And yeah, to have like a, a voice acting icon introduced in this established franchise, join, join the phrase is great. And I can't wait to see what that storyline is going to be like for that character. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Kyle, are you excited to stream this state of play? It's 15 minutes long or, or 15 minutes of gameplay from Ratchet and Clank mm-hmm. a Rift Apart. Including look at two indies. Two indies. So two. Kyle, we're going to be streaming this at 5 p.m. EST time. What do yes. you think over at the PS Trophy Room on Twitch? Um, what do you think those two indies are? So this is, it's hard to pick because there's so many to choose from, which is such a good thing. Because you know me, I love my indie games. It's true. Um, so I don't think Kina is going to be it. I think yeah. Kina had that update. It's pushed to August. So right. I think if we get another state of play in a couple of months, then we'll see Kina. So I'm taking Kina out of it. I don't think it's goodbye Volcano High. I just don't think you want to show too much of that game because it's so story driven. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's going to be it. So I'm I'm down to Jet the Far Shore, Little Devil Inside, and Stray. Mm. I think it's going to be two Ooh. of those three. I'm leaning towards Stray. Yeah. And I'm leaning towards Jet the Far Shore. I think those games kind of coupled with ratchet do, are really good like like that's mm-hmm. that's a nice wide palette because if you brought kina in there yeah it's just like okay more cartoons and that's what the average layman or toxic person will say uh yeah. i would love that but like yeah it, it's too similar it, or, it, or in the same vein um i would love to see solar ash solar that's a good one too. solar ash really really caught me by surprise and i would absolutely love Another look at Sifu. I think it's Sifu because uh, Sifu's on the cover of the PlayStation UK magazine. Oh, so okay. I think it's it. Steve, do you have any hype for Indies? Are, do you have I, I love Indies. Um, yeah, absolutely. And truth be told, when I read that uh, that tweet talking about the two Indies, uh, the first one I went to was, was Sifu. Yeah, mostly because you know I'm, I'm looking forward to that game as well. Yeah. But then Kyle, when you said Stray, I was like, oh. It's been a while since we've seen Stray, and I'm looking yeah. forward to that game. It looks cool, and yeah, I just completely forgot about it. So I would love to see more of it. Yeah, yeah the the three the three that I, I narrowed it down to, I believe, had a 2021 thing mm-hmm. during the PS5 reveal, reveal presentation yeah. thing. So, and I think that's the last time we heard or heard from. I'm them, pretty I sure. I can, I can't recall yeah. another another time that they talked about that game. Dark Horse, Hades coming to PlayStation. Dark Horse, not Ooh. gonna happen, not gonna happen. But that's what the I'm the day before for. their own roguelike. I know, I know, it's a little weird, but but yeah, I think Hades has that much like hype around it, like that much that could be love. Three level, yeah, that is yeah. That, that is, and it's so strange because when Hades was first revealed, it was kind of like it, it, it kind of avalanched suddenly, but it, it, it avalanched to be this huge entity which is just so freaking awesome to see you know um but yeah i'm i'm really excited for this day to play i can't wait the thing is they don't need to show me anymore like what i got from this trailer there is no deviation from gameplay it seems to to the cinematics 
you know? Yeah, Kyle, you're raising your hand, yes? Yes, I am. Is there a weapon or something that they can show off in this Ratchet & Clank gameplay that will have you hyped? For me, I'm a sucker for Mr. Zircon. So show me <laughs> Mr. Zircon and let me hear yes. him spout one-liners as he's killing things. I'll be happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one got me real good. Yeah, the, the names of all the weapons are so silly and stupid. I do love the thing that the weapon that turns everything 16-bit. That thing, oh, the pixelizer. The pixelizer. Yeah. That thing's so awesome. Again, like this game, just it's just gonna crush it, man. I have That's so great. much. It's, Insomniac is the best studio. I love them so very much. I just want them to love us back by giving us a follow at PS Trophy. You know, <laughs> all the love I give, all the Miles Morales love. I'm beating. I'm going to beat it again on PS4. I got nothing else to play until Returnal. So, there is a plus to the dumb dumb delivery we got on PlayStation. Get to platinum it <laughs> twice. Kyle, yeah. here's the last bit of flat or second to last bit of flash news. I forgot to add in the uh, PlayStation Plus game, but take it away. Sure. PlayStation absolutely dominates the Dice Awards. Sucker Punch's historical sandbox, Ghost of Tsushima, took home four awards, while The Last of Us Part II won two. And Dreams and Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales scooped one apiece. Roguelike Hades was the biggest winner of the night, taking home the coveted Game of the Year, Gong, and an overall total of five awards. Go the Ghost of Tsushima wins are Adventure Game of the Year, Outstanding Art Direction, Outstanding Original Music, and Audio Design. The Last of Us Part II wins Animation and Story. Miles Morales won Outstanding Achievement in Character, and Dreams won Outstanding Technical Achievement. Mm. Also, this comes from Sammy Barker over at Push Square. My apologies. Should have gave you a shout-out before. My bad. Uh, Kyle? Listen, PlayStation went to work at the Dice Awards. And FF7 Remake won RPG of the Year as well. Technically. Technically a PlayStation exclusive. Technically. Suck it, Xbox dorks. <laughs> <laughs> Love y'all. Uh, we just, we kid. Everybody settle down. Uh, the one thing that I found peculiar, first off, Hades absolutely crushed it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Su I'm surprised that Last of Us Part Two only got two, two awards here, Kyle. What's say you? I'm not. Yeah? I think the two they won, they absolutely deserve. That's true. Oh, Hands absolutely. down. Yeah. Uh, I just know how divisive that game was as a full 20-hour game where it, it the, the heaviness of playing through that really did affect people's views on that game, mm -hmm. and which is fine. I'm not saying you're wrong for that at all. Uh, no, you are. Feel bad. But, I mean, sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, I think it's a masterpiece. It's yeah. my favorite game of last year. It's my game of the year, yeah. all that jazz. But the two that it won, I'm so happy it did because they are – top of the line of all the other categories for sure yeah and also like it seems like indie games here have a far better chance of succeeding than in most other places i mean hades really i think because last year i'm titled goose game one and we all kind of scratch our heads yeah going, really <laughs> i mean we know it was a slow year but really but like hades definitely made sense um Steve, what are your thoughts on all the, the winners and, and losers? Is there anyone that got it maybe wrong that you would have maybe rather, like, I don't know, audio design be in the Last of Us camp? Is there anything you would have replaced? Truth be told, no, I'm looking through this list and it all adds up. Um, you yeah. look at Ghost of Tsushima and, yeah, art direction, music, audio, 
Absolutely, or an adventure. Absolutely, mm-hmm. that that game excelled in those in those categories. Same with The Last of Us, like Kyle said. Animation, story, come on. Yeah, yeah. Naughty Dog killed it with that. And then yeah, Miles Morales, uh, outstanding achievement and character. I- I'm so glad that they're that they're looking at Miles Morales and and seeing what Insomniac did with that character mm-hmm. for that game. Uh, and then Dreams, outstanding technical achievement. I mean, sure, it's not it's not blowing up like gangbusters and but yeah. it's still a very great platform for creators to go in, tinker around, and create their own games. So, yeah, I'm looking at the, all of this and saying, yes, yeah. DICE had their finger on the pulse and nailed it as far as I'm concerned. And then, of course, yeah, shout out Hades, Game of the Year uh, at the DICE Awards. Which, truth be told, looking... Because I always find, like, the DICE Awards kind of align with my, at least speculations or uh, guesses when we look at like the Jeff Keighley's Game Awards because I was like yeah Hades is definitely going to be Game of the Year right. it's this you know up and coming game um, but no it was it was here at the Dice Awards so good on them yeah, yeah I'm stoked for them I'm very I, excited so I go for it Kyle no I'm just I just jokingly I'm because I forgot Untitled Goose Game 1 and I was just looking back at what it was against <laughs> Yeah. What against Control? Yeah. Death Stranding, yep. Disco Elysium, and Outer Wilds. That's crazy. And that's the yeah. game that they said. Not Disco Elysium. Not this beautifully crafted, beautifully not told. Not my, Control. My game of the year that year. Control was awesome. <laughs> no, 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 no. A game where you're a goose being a that's dick. That's cool, though. I mean, cool. Yeah, Outer Wilds got robbed. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I got to say, when it comes to Ghost of Tsushima... It won. It, it it didn't get snubbed like in Jeff Keighley's awards. This one, I feel like, yeah, best ad- adventure game of the year. That was definitely Ghost. It was so much fun. Best uh, art direction, man, that game's beautiful. Uh, best original music. I I listen to that music when I'm working out. Believe it or not. And <laughs> yeah. look at me. I don't do it often, but when I do, it's Ghost of Tsushima and audio design. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even uh, in terms of, like, open world, I mean, it doesn't get better than that. That said, there is one last story that I want to talk about here, and it is the games that are going to be coming out for the PlayStation Plus games of May 2021. This is the last bit of Flash news. We're getting Battlefield Five, Stranded Deep, and Wreckfest. Not that great this Sweet. month. It's a, I think it's a good variety. Yeah. I don't know what Stranded Deep is, though. I meant to look that up. Yeah, I, I think it's like you, you go to... A, it's it's kind of like... Um, what's oh, it's a Tom, survival game. Yeah, what's that Tom Hanks movie? Castaway? Wilson? Yeah, it's kind of like Castaway. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Not as strong. I think this is the weakest month since PlayStation Plus has launched. Or sorry, I mean, I, I, think, I think I oh. think you. Yeah. <laughs> Duh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm not here today, game. <laughs> Steve, I, did you look that think, dump that uh, like, uh, Which we call it. Go for it. I think Battlefield Five is good. Yes. Because Battlefield is teasing a reveal of their next game, so you gotta assume that's coming sooner. Now, with that yeah. being in PS Plus, uh, always always love getting a. I put in quotes, even though to me they're free. A free racing game, mm-hmm. uh, especially a PS5 version of Wreckfest. Um, 
I'm hoping it's fun. I'll definitely be downloading because that's the one game I have not tried on my PS5 yet, a racing game. So I want to see how, how it works. And the full title is Drive Hard, Die Last. Ooh, hmm. that's exciting. Gives okay. me some split-second vibes, which is a dope racing game. Right. Right. Um, Gives me Destruction then, All-Star vibes, Kyle. And then Straight and Deep I won't touch because I don't like survival games that much. But. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, if but you is... should add them all to your library, and either what anyway, because that's what you should do. Just add them yes. all. One last question: Do you think one of these indies is is gonna, bam, shadow drop on PlayStation Plus? That that are gonna get announced alongside Ratchet? Or Ooh, no, no. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Now that said, gang, as you know, I'm not on my A game this week. <laughs> it's been a rough week here. I just want first and foremost. Thank everybody this week for bearing with us. Uh, Apple Podcasts really did a, did a number on us, and uh, we are now back at full capacity. So thank you, everybody that reached out. Thank you for everybody with the compliments of the now new, new logo. Uh, we had to do all sorts of revisions and just getting that to appear on Apple Podcasts. It was, it was, something, it was something else. We do have one bit of uh, the Sony Pony Express today that I want to get to. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! <laughs> and I'm trying to get to it, but I can't find it. Uh, Steve, what's your favorite Housemark game before Returnal? Resogun. Hell yes. Yeah. Awesome. I, yeah. I've gone back to that recently, and... Oh, have you? It feels the same, but I don't remember it looking nearly as good like back when it first launched. I think the, they changed some of the way the character models and, and stuff Really? Works. Okay. It's very blocky and a little bit more arcadey type of stuff. Sure. Oh, we already answered that question, y'all. Okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> but you know what? Before we get get on out, because Sony Pony Express did close down early this week, um, so the tubes they're all sealed shut until next week. Which I, I guess by next week they'll be open and everybody will be sending questions. But um, let's let's end the show with what you've been playing. We got Steve's. Let's let's end on uh, what you've been playing now, because Kyle, like we both talked, we've been shuffling through some games. So, what are some yeah. notable ones that you'd like to talk about before we close the show here? Sure. Uh, before I get to the what the exciting one, I feel like a lot of members of the community will be happy with. Um, somebody uh, a few weeks ago, I think, mentioned, and I'm sorry, I forgot who. They're like, "Hey, Kyle, you're wondering, you're looking for something to play. You've always said you." You haven't experienced Final Fantasy 15 yet. You've bought it on launch day. Yeah. It's been sitting on yourself for years. It's time to play it in the downtime before Returnal. And so I booted it up, and I played five or six hours of that game, mm. and I'm just now getting story. <laughs> I, I <laughs> did not like how this game opened up. The very <laughs> brief thing in the beginning, and then it's like, here, here's the open world. Here's some icons, some side quests, and whatnot, but you you don't really get into the story story until after you focus and you're like, all right, I'm tired of doing all this stuff. Let me go straight to the the next quest, and there it is, and then it hits you with it. And I'm enjoying where this story is going to take me. I think it's okay. a little weird. It's just four bro dudes on the road, just one loves cooking cook. meals for each other. One's taking being pictures, bros. just being bros, you know. I get the classic, it. The classic group, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Everyone's got friends like that. Yeah, just a couple hey, of boys in the Escalade. 
I think four bro dudes in leather running around and open yeah, world stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I am excited to finally play it. It is it is pretty good, and I I think from what I've heard from Returnal, it might be a nice little Power second concert. game to bounce oh. back and forth with. Um, oh, okay. Combat combat's a little simple to me. Yes. I'm literally just holding down a button and it's attacking for me. Um, very little dodging, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just not playing it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big one is because GameStop had it on sale uh, for $15. I picked up Resident Evil 2. God bless. Yeah. God bless. Uh, year 2021, becoming a Resident <laughs> Evil fan. I mentioned before, I think you asked me on a show or maybe off the show, when I would play that, and I said probably not until next year. You're very defensive about it. You're like, I can't I do another one of these. <laughs> I can't do it just because I've watched this being played by multiple YouTubers like two or three times. So I know I thought I knew the story. I played the demo. It's still I thought it felt fresh in my mind. And last night when I was streaming it, I was like, okay, I remember a couple of these pieces. And then at some point, I'm just like, okay, I don't remember anything. I know Mr. <laughs> X is coming soon. Yeah. But other than that, like it's feeling fresh. It's way more different behind the sticks of a controller. Yeah, very spooky. Um, I'm loving it. I'm having a great time with it. So we've been playing Final Final Fantasy, Resident <laughs> Evil Four, right? For the Road to Greatness, yes. which should be recorded by the end of this week. Someone quote me on that. Thanks, thank you, Tim Apple, for delaying the Road to Greatness. You son of a gun! But I did win three and zero against you. Um. But like Resident Evil Four, or yeah, Four is as great as it is. There's nothing that for me beats Resident Evil Two. I love that game so much. Early on, I can agree. Yeah, it's it's that one. That one's great, and it doesn't. What I feel like Four did towards the end is it doesn't feel like it's wasting your time. Um, and when even when you get to replay it as I get to replay it as Jill, no Claire, Claire, sorry, Claire, um. It, it's the same area, but the changes. Oh God, I can't. <laughs> I when you when you told me you got Resident Evil Two, I'm just like, start at Leon. You're going to thank me later. Your heart cannot yeah. take it playing as Jill, because <laughs> Jill to me is essentially like hard mode. You get less space, and you get visited by some characters where. So mm. yeah, it mm. is it is a spooky time. But I also and think sh- shout out to everyone. Uh, from here, the community that that hopped by and was excited to see me get spooked. Uh, <laughs> Metal Kirby, Nagachaka, Jose. I believe Metal Kirby had a, a spook counter. Every time I got scared, <laughs> I think I got up to five. Oh my goodness! Uh, a That's lot a of corner- number. Yeah. yeah, a lot, a yeah. lot of corners where you turn yeah. and there's just two zombies leaping at you. I'm like mm-hmm. son of a bitch, how dare you? <laughs> exactly. My heart can't take this. Come uh, on. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for, for me, I've been trying to like I've been dabbling everywhere. So mm. I for Housemark, you know, Housemark's coming out, Returnal's coming out, whatever. I wanted to play some Housemark games. And I was like, let's play Resogun. Let's platinum Resogun. And then I yes. remembered I am not good at Resogun. Oh. <laughs> That's a fun platinum though. It's very fun. Really it like those type of shoot 'em ups. They just not that they don't drive with me. I'm just not great with them. So like I, I'm just mm. like you know what? I I can't see the one dot that I constantly hit and I explode into a million pieces. But I do respect the fact that you know with this shmup I get to go into 
an editor and actually make my own ship or go into the created ships and just play as the Millennium Falcon or an X-Wing constantly. Yeah. But yeah, shame on that cool. community. Absolutely shame for not adding a DeLorean. Come on. We all know that's the best <laughs> sci-fi vehicle. Now, Steve, we know you've been playing Returnal, but what's the next game that you're looking forward to, to play? Or, if there is, or is there anything else you're playing, or is it just Returnal? Uh, primarily, it's just been Returnal. Before that, uh, I was playing Control for a bit. Hell yes. And I can't even really... Uh, Call of Duty Warzone is always just a fun social game yeah. between like me and my friends. We, yeah. we always love jumping in. Uh, the next game... I don't even know, to be honest. Resident Evil Village, yeah. Yeah. obviously. Yeah. That's a huge one. Mass Effect Legendary. Mm-hmm. My helmet's yeah. coming There's in the mail. There's a lot coming out. My helmet is coming in the mail. <sighs> That's wicked. Yeah, I know. I cannot wait. The, I'm so jealous. The one thing I do want to talk about, too, before we head on out, is I played Sly Cooper because I wanted to, you know, get accustomed to these games. Sly Cooper, the first game, could die in a fire. I don't think the <laughs> bosses are cheap bullshit, and I hate them. <laughs> I'm on the third boss with the mirrors. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, dying of fire. But I'm willing to. I'm willing to go back once things are fine. I also think it's part with um, PlayStation Now. Some of the latency sometimes I have a problem with. That's totally fair. Yeah, because some things are like quick reactions. I'm like, dude, I know I press this goddamn input. Um, but I, then I've tried. We talked a little bit last week, uh, Infamous 1 and 2. Here's a hot take, Kyle. I know you're going to get upset when I say this. Second Son is just better. Second Son is just better. (laughs) Gameplay-wise? Yep, gameplay-wise. Character-wise, even. Character-wise, even. I don't like Cole. I don't like Cole. I love Second Son. Some might say uh, in one of our ill-fated shows where we had a judge <laughs> and because of your crazy rules second son was the best playstation exclusive of all time we gotta redo but, that show it doesn't count <laughs> but i i mean infamous 2 is top notch it's just those weird awkward years of playstation where they're like let's put the shoot button in hour one and i'm like this doesn't this but it, i can't that, do it that's for that's from a uh controller input standpoint i mean that has nothing to do with characters or i'll give it another chance you know what it is it's zeke it's zeke i can't stand him Mm. and i I, i'm honestly rooting that he dies (laughs) with that face i really dude his character i i'm just a few hours in but like it's like nails on a chalkboard with with him i just i can't take it i can't i don't know (laughs) Maybe I feel like he'll grow on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are talking to me like something awful is about to happen to Zeke, and now I kind of feel bad saying that. But last but not least, I do want to say that I did talk to a skeleton on a crossroads who said offered to sell my soul to do something completely against an abomination of sorts. Really, I took my Dual Shock Four controller. In my iPhone, and I played Halo 2 Anniversary Edition on Game Pass using my DualShock controller via the X Cloud on my iPhone. I I don't know how to process that, man. What what an age we're living in, right? Right. right? Jeez. It's the ultimate crossing of the streams. <laughs> yeah, three streams, in fact. Yeah, you got Apple, Xbox, PlayStation, all of it. 
And you know what? The experience is... Here's where internet's gonna get at me right here. Uh-oh. Overrated. It wasn't good. <laughs> I did not have a good time with it. <laughs> really? Constantly lagged. Um, if you just stop, like, you have to constantly be moving, or else you just start chugging. And it's weird, because, like, I'm in my house, I have gigabit, this shouldn't mm -hmm. be happening to me, but I'm just yeah. like... The this is really cool tech that isn't there at the moment. And that's maybe because I'm going through a browser. Maybe that that's the thing, but again, it is in beta. Sure. Have you tried it on Android? No, I, if this is an Android free house, Hey, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Okay, I, uh, Apple for iPhone yeah, here. Good, um, good. no, I, I was just asking because I've tried it on Android as well. And I was surprised. Yeah. Like I, when it came out, I was I was stoked because when, when they announced it, I was like, "Man, think about traveling, think about going to events and stuff." And in the meantime, like being able to, to play games on the go and everything. And then the pandemic hit, and I was like, "Well, now I'm not that excited <laughs> for this." Yeah, you know, yeah. I could just go downstairs and play my Xbox. But I hope that you know when the world returns back to normal. Sure. Um, everything will be in like a much better place in like as far as the infrastructure goes. Yeah. I definitely yeah. feel like this is a couple ways off. And I, and with that said, people that have Android phones, first off, you make me sick. Secondly, get out of here. <laughs> he was <laughs> only kidding. Rate us five stars on Apple podcasts. <laughs> um, but like people, Android users, they're like, Oh no, this is fine. Like what my one yeah. buddy's like, Oh, this is, this is great. Like playing dead cells. It was decent for me. I lagged in the beginning and then things, Got a little normal at the end so i definitely feel like this is gonna be a thing for people with like low-end pcs i think that's where the future of this truly oh, is sure yeah because i was just like you know what if there's some dedicated like hook this up like land cable it that's it's gonna be fine but until then it's just not there yet that's fine that said that's been the trophy room a playstation show i've been your host joseph alongside my friend kyle but before we head on out Steve, is there anything you'd like to spotlight on your way out? Um, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Asfigvari. You guys can also find my work on squadstate.com and join us on our uh, podcast, Squadstate, uh, on twitch.tv slash squadstate every Monday at 11 a.m. Or, sorry, not 11, uh, 2.30 Wow, I can't even <laughs> think of times right now. This is what it's I said earlier. Time is irrelevant at yeah. this point. Mm -hmm. 3 o'clock p.m. EST every Monday, twitch.tv slash squad state. Holy. <laughs> you nailed it. I've never seen a close yeah. that perfect in my life. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Link to all Steve's stuff down below. Honor. Honor. You absolutely crushed it this episode. Usually we say no, this thank you guys. at the end of the show. You did fantastic. It was a blast having you on here. Yeah. It, it was great being here. Thank you guys so much for the invite. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the door is always open. Kyle, but it's time to shut your door. I don't know. <laughs> door shut. <laughs> Bam. Anything you'd like to spotlight before you head on out of here? Sure. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Kstep and friend me on PSN with the same ID, Mr. Kstep there as well. If you want to follow um, whatever I do over at 61indie.com, where we uplift indie game developers and spotlight smaller indie games that we deserve or that we think deserves more people 
well, oh my God, <laughs> that Both we think more it. people should play. There we go. <laughs> um, that's uh, twitch.tv slash 61indie, youtube.com slash 61indie, and 61indie on Twitter. Um, also, little little uh, uh, secret, secret time. Uh, next week's going to be a big week in Trophy Room. So uh, You don't say, Kyle. Be prepared for news coming out pretty soon. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, I, yes. I want to kick Joe's ass because I'm afraid he's going to spill the beans before <laughs> we're allowed to say something. And he's killing me here. It's killing me on the inside, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it anymore, Kyle. I'm losing it. You can find me over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. You can find the show at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find the show as well on whatever podcast app you use, whether it's Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, Spotify, Google Play, wherever there's an RSS feed, you could probably find the show there. And if you can't, you let me know. I'll fight Tim Apple again. I'll do it. And you know what? I'll win again. That said, <laughs> and all that said, and all that out of the way, make sure you follow us on twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room, and you can catch the video version of the Trophy Room on YouTube. And yes, this is going to be a big week for the Trophy Room next week, so keep an eye out, especially on Monday. We got some cool stuff coming at you, and I can't wait. So with all that said, all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See y'all. Be safe. Love you.